Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is Tuesday, and that means one thing. That means Craig Bowler Jack is hanging out with us in studio for the whole 5 o'clock hour. What's cracking, Bowler? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Gordon, Jake, you look healthy. <laughs> Well, that's good. Austin, you too, pal. Behind, behind the glass. Weird. And what's that supposed well, to mean? Saying, you, know, you, look, you look summer healthy, you know what I mean? Like you've been outside a little bit. That means okay. we, we've been, we haven't been pushing away from the table much. That's what that means. Oh, man. Yeah, healthy, ample. Yeah, yes. that's, that's exactly what <laughs> we look. Right. Ample is such a good word. It is yeah. a good word. Ample. How's, uh, how's the summer treating you, Bowler? How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, feeling the excitement grow. Uh, you know, Donovan and uh, Rudy and uh, Joe were all busy playing hoop and I'm um, excited to see them those three and others get back together and and play within about a month's time if you can believe that getting close Ad, Adelaide 36ers on the 5th of uh the month I can't believe September is here and October's around the yeah, corner you know I went into a grocery store the by. other day and I just about this is like two weeks ago pumpkins not real ones yet but the porcelain ones are already on Halloween. display. With oh yeah, yeah, like come on. Before you know it, Christmas trees and at Home Depot <laughs> oh, yeah. will be popping up. Right, it, we're headed to that being a year long thing. I'm convinced. You're right. It used to be like Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving was over, and all of a sudden the Christmas stuff yeah. started popping up. Now it's back to the trees come out right after uh, Halloween. Right? Actually, they come out before Halloween now. I think there should be a rule until it's like uh, under uh, in the 40s. Degrees wise. Yeah, who's buying a Christmas tree when it's 95? <laughs> no one. Come on. Palm tree, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's been hot around here. It shouldn't be 95 in September. It's, it's hot today. It's 95 right now. Yeah. Get out of the car. I love it. Something's going on outside, you know, with the trucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, something. John Some, yeah, yeah, something's going on. Tomorrow night. You know? And uh, walked across the street. All the motors are. It feels like it's another 10 degrees. Like 105. Oh, it's unreal. What a show. I mean, Elton. I don't know how many people's traveling with him, but <laughs> there's, there's. I, I, I guess to make twenty five semis out there. I just wonder, and and I've told Gordon this, but I, I just wonder how much it costs to to ship that kind of equipment across, across the country. And then you think of somebody like I saw James Taylor a few years ago at uh, the Maverick Center. It's Showed just him, a stool, and a guitar. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, wouldn't that be the way to go? That's the way to go. The roadies. There's the, he's the roadie. Right. That's I'll it. carry my own stool and carry my own guitar. But a lot of them have their own stage. Well, they all, all do these stuff. days. So I mean. But that's but what I'm saying. Know. Doesn't James that cost Taylor a fortune? James Taylor wasn't dancing around out to, didn't have a stage that extended out to if the you're, audience. If you're right? thinking Elton's going to dance, I got something for you. I don't think that's happening. Well, he's going to have a large stage, though, is he not? I think that's what I saw when I peeked in it's there. It's going to be huge, yeah. I was told I wasn't supposed to. But I'll, you did anyway. I'll, well, no, I You're I that just, type of guy that no. broke the rules in school. <laughs> I just found out later you're not supposed to. Austin said he nearly got thrown in. And uh, what'd you call him? That was a different guy, but <laughs> yeah. Me. Well, uh, someone who looked like you. <laughs> Another of our producers who worked with you for what, six years. What happened? Uh, the, the the Mews were in town, and he went in just to take a look, and a big bouncer guy hauled him off to arena jail, essentially. So. Arena jail. Hmm. Well, I avoided that. I'm glad. I beat the rat. I don't like arena jail. It doesn't <laughs> no, sound good. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> at the vet, they used to have, uh, they used to have a judge. 
in a jail, the whole thing. If a fan was acting out of out somehow, they would haul him in before the judge <laughs> thrown in jail. Convicted in, there in the, in the veteran state. Was there like a holding cell? Yeah. Wow, that's. <laughs> That's the vet for you. When you have that many problems, you get to be efficient. Yeah. Hey, let's know? just do this right, guys. Uh, put in a couple holding cells, and I'll take care of it. Bring in a judge and the jury. We'll just process you right here. Right it's here all now. good. We'll get it done. <laughs> get you arraigned on your way with a, with a trial date. Community uh, service after the game. Just clean up the bleachers. Clean up. <laughs> here we go. Oh, that's uh, get it all taken care of. Punishment, wouldn't it? Uh, Gordon, throw uh, throw your Donovan Mitchell thoughts by by Bowler here. And Bowler, by the way, has a bunch of college football thoughts. We'll get to all of that, but. Uh, let's let's start talking a little basketball narrow victory for the u.s over okay. turkey today. We, we just and we weren't coming to any conclusions we just asked a couple questions that were kind of frightening yes and one of them was based off donovan mitchell's performance you know three of 12 for team usa he hit some three-pointers but he missed a bunch of other shots turnovers what what if bowler mm-hmm. what i'm not saying that he is or is he what if Donovan Mitchell isn't as good as we think he is? Wow, I wasn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, that wasn't a lob. That was a fastball <laughs> across the plate, about ninety-four. I'm not saying he isn't. And it's, isn't and it's what, humming, and it just pushed I'm, me off the plate. Jake a and I have a bet that uh, I say that uh, that Donovan Mitchell's going to score twenty-five or more points. It's it's not yeah, twenty-five. Was it more 26? than that? It was, it was twenty-eight 26. originally. No, no, but we lowered it. I think, Come on, to I be think realistic. I was in here like two weeks, three weeks ago. I think he went twenty-six. Right? Yeah, it was twenty-six. So I think he's going to have a tremendous year. I think he's a great player. But what, what if? if he's not? Well, you know, I, again, you have to look at a couple of things. Uh, twenty-three. Uh, big stage, uh, the system, coach, pops, uh, a different scenario for him, not making excuses. He can play better than he should. But uh, this is a, a U.S. team, by the way, that probably he may not have made uh, had the big boys all decided to play this summer. Or maybe he would have been a 12th guy. I don't know what pops would have decided. Uh, that's that We'll never know. But the turnovers early have been an issue, and I think that's one thing people have really uh, gotten and ragged on him about. Uh, his athleticism has shown, to me, with rebounding and the skill set he has, but still seems to be a little lacking of confidence uh, on the 3 of 12 shooting. He's got athleticism. I think all of us know that. But how do you package it so he's in a consistent mode, a dominating mode? And that's kind of what I'm hoping he'll start to develop and see. Maybe the you know the big stage of the international stage he hasn't been on is part of this issue. And and look you know playing against different uh, you know defensive schemes and because the ball is different. Uh, no, the ball's about the same. I think it's kind of different. It yeah, has, it is a little it, different. It I has mean, more more gutters in it and more, more seams. Yeah. More yeah. gutters? I like that. Yeah, it does have a few more gutters. What does but Gary Clark, gutters? the Pro Bowler, have to do with that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what he's also doing, though, too, is he's still, you know, the rebounds and, and some of the assists and and those things have helped. And obviously, I think the U.S. is lucky they won against Turkey. Well, I mean, the, the Turks, what, four straight free throws missed. Yep. And the way that uh, they were able to win uh, or get the game into overtime and then win the game in OT. But also, sometimes we've seen, you know, every team in the NBA has a night like that where you have to be lucky. I think as this tournament continues on, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get a better feel for what this team is. We know Kimball Walker is a more seasoned uh, guard than what Donovan Mitchell is as he 
uh, prepares himself for another year with the Jazz. But, Gordo, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, I think Jazz fans probably, uh, you know, you know, took a little sharp left turn there when you when you made that. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not making a statement. No, sometimes just you make a, question. a statement with no, a question. I, you it's know, just... we, we've watched Joe uh, Jingle and Joe play pretty doggone well for the Boomers, and then you know Rudy had a double double. Uh, so yesterday, what day is it really? I guess it's the day right. tomorrow or to today is what is it today <laughs> when they played last night or this morning uh, USA time. So it's uh, it's I'm glad to see all of them get the international experience, but. You know, Donovan, I think the expectations are extremely high. And to be at that level and to reach them, Gordo, on a given night, every night, uh, that's where the pressure comes in and that's where you actually prove yourself as an elite athlete and an all-star to be. I also think it's important to note that the Jazz believe he's legit. Yeah, I mean, the, the Jazz wouldn't be building this team to win next mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. if they didn't feel like he could get there. And not to say that they are perfect, but they certainly have the well, basketball acumen to make that judgment. Jake, it's a great point because I think, again, he is the system. And so the system works for him, and he takes advantage of that system. And he also has different players that surround him, like a Rudy Gobert and you know, and others. We all know what Conley should bring to this franchise as well. But, I, again, I'm not making any excuses. The guy is an athlete. We know that. But the consistency on, on the stage, the international stage, and what the Olympic stage will be um, is, is demanding. And, the, and what I think hopefully Pops and his, his staff will get – through to, to Donovan and he'll understand to calm to play his game and also grow into it uh, again I think I think Gordon to answer your question he's a hell of a player I think he's an all-star to be but I still think we're watching him grow through this go through the process of growing into a, 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 a high level high level basketball player not only in the NBA but internationally as well he needs to work on his efficiency. He needs to be a more efficient and, player. And that's the way it was, I mean, in the NBA as well. It's yeah. less turnovers. It's uh, better, you know, handling the ball in the sense of uh, making the right pass. And those are all things that I, I believe he knows and understands, and so do the Jazz. Well, he's smart. You know, he's a, he's smart a sponge. Dude. He's a sponge. He's a quick and, learner, which yeah. is a good thing. Remember what he said after his first season? He looked back and reviewed every game he played in and said, I can't believe they let me take some of those shots. So he knew he was taking shots. But that's what happens when a team is depending on a young player for a, 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 a large portion of its offense. I know, if and Lock, that's what the Jazz were doing. Lock would probably throw out some number in third year players, but this, excuse me, this, this is a big year for him to make that next jump. And that's what I think everyone in this league, uh, the so-called experts, will be looking at for Donovan to take his game to the all-star level. And that means consistency, and that means 26 a night, Gordo. Mm -hmm. That means uh, rim play, three-point shots made, uh, more trips to the free-throw line. That's how you get to 26, and that's how you're top-10 scorer, and that's how you become an all-star. And what's he talking about? He's talking about playing better defense. He's made a point of that of late. All these things are why I think it's a positive experience. Whether he had a good game yesterday, today, whatever it is, or not, I think this is all a positive experience because of him being a sponge, like you were talking about. Yeah. Well, well, he's going to soak Ingles all this up. Uh, putting up triple doubles, darn near. No, darn near. Missed it by an assist. That would have been the first one in FIBA World Cup history, too, which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. But yeah. anyway, just something to think about. It, it, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think Donovan Mitchell's a heck of a player, and that's why let I. Me, let me throw made this the out there, Gordon. I did, but Bowler. I mean, 
we're talking about now, expectations are different. This team has been shifted into a whole other gear where a young player is going to be depended on to lead this team to true contention. And that's a different set of standards than what we've talked about over the last couple of years. It's a big animal. And very few have the ability to actually put that weight and responsibility on their shoulders. And I think he is, and the Jazz believe he is, why they're building, Jake, as you said, around him to be that guy. And I, I, I don't question his... Uh, ability to, to lead. I think he's a natural leader. I think he wants to be in the spotlight and to lead, unlike another player that was here a few years ago who went to Boston. Uh, the Jazz desperately wanted him and the fan base uh, and a, <laughs> to, 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 no, the other one. <laughs> to lead this team, right? They, they, they were looking for leadership, yeah. begging, pleading. And you know what? You, you, you get this guy named Donovan Mitchell, and he just says, I'll do it. Because that's that's his natural instinct, and that doesn't come often to have natural leadership. But is he and good enough to do it? I, I I don't know if that that answer hasn't come yet. I think that there's flashes in, of brilliance, and I think again your point about playing on the big stage. Look, my point was too with with Joe Ingles. Look how much international experience he's had, mm-hmm. and look what how comfortable I think he is. Playing for Australia, well, he's thirty. What is he thirty-one? Well, how old's Joe? Now? Going on the deuce, thirty-two. Going on it, I think. Yeah. And so I, I can see that comfort and the and the experience show for Joe, and for Donovan, it's new. And look, what were, what was I doing at twenty-three? Just finished my fifth year of college, and thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> You were sitting in a crow's nest at a high school game. I was. Calling Welcome action. to Lucky High Football. <laughs> You're on the air, KSDB-FM, the only station at Kansas State, 91.7. Wow, that just rolled off the tongue That's like it. that was yesterday. Yeah. That was nice. I feel like so I should have been hitting a hook it's right all, when you ended up right. right there. Yeah. Oh, the... we had fun, though. But, you know, you have to learn, and you're going to make mistakes, and that's my point. I still think that's where, where Donovan is right now. I mean, I, I'm excited for him to get back home, and he says he's going to be in better shape, which he has to be to be that high-level player of 82 games if you stay healthy. And I, I, he only think, stronger. I only he think he's going to be better. And, and even uh, Quinn said to him, learn inhale from Popovich. I, I think that uh, Quinn really believes in this kid. And that, that, that Quinn's pretty smart. And he's I would fa- say and he's so. fairly perceptive. Yes. And I think he he wouldn't be doing that if he if he didn't sense it. Joe is 31. He was born October 2nd, 1987. So he'll be 32 right when the the old, what are the 36ers? Yeah, right the, before the they Adelaide get to town. 36ers, just before the four or five days before. And then we hit the road for two and come back, finish up, and start for real. Hard to believe. Wow, that's, you know, Bowler, think about that for a second. 1987. I'd been married for five years by then. That was when Joe was born. Hand me my cane, will you? Yeah, you know, uh, you need an ice pack? Or? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or, or no, you got the heat on. I see. Okay. <laughs> Not that old. Coming up right around the corner, we have some college football topics we want to run by Bowler. That's straight ahead. Stay tuned. Big show to 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. 
presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Yes, Gordon, we all have someone out there that we look like. They're called a doppelganger. Even the great Edie Burkell wrote a song called The Wheel about it, and her and the Bohemians lay it down. It's pretty good. You know, Austin, that would be really impressive if you could pull up an Edie Burkell song that nobody's heard and uh, just lay it down there. It's basically the conversation you're having right now. Uh, But then again, that would only be impressive to me, so I guess nix that. You challenge Austin, he accepts and comes comes through in flying colors. Here you go, Dwight. Well done, Austin. Anyone that sends me a nice tie-dye shirt, I'll I'll fill your song requests. Hook you up. Big show on a total request Tuesday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler Jack hanging out with us in studios. He does each and every Tuesday. Bowler, we were talking a little bit about BYU football in the 4 o'clock hour. Mm. Bell uh, Hale was on uh, with DJ and PK today. Big advocate of uh, BYU returning to the Mountain West Conference and laid out various reasons. And Gordon and I kind of batted that about a little bit. And Gordon, you had a column uh, you released last week that talked about a lot of these things as well. But where are you at with this topic? I loved your conversation. I really did. Driving in. And I thought, okay, I've got an idea. It's one one I've been kind of just sitting on for a while. But let me just throw this out, see what Cougar fans think about it as well. I, I think it's time for change. I really do. Look, popularity only lasts a certain amount of time. And I'm not sure what ESPN's plan is, but I know when I was at the network level, if you help me, obviously we help you. I'm not sure that BYU is helping ESPN much right now. Okay? I really don't. With the way they're playing. No. I mean, winning is what it's about. And look at Notre Dame. You get on the national – you know, you get big-time national television. And I, I don't think BYU wants to end up on ESPN+. Plus. Okay? Which could happen down as the season continues on. Here's what I'm thinking, and tell me if I'm 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 wrong, right, or what have you. I think it's time for a Val Hale, a Rondo Felberg, a Tom Homo, a Chad Lewis, and former players, and and church member church membership leadership, I should say, to finally get into a room and decide. Because you guys asked the question, who are they? What are they? That has to be decided. Mm-hmm. You know That's what? You can point. talk all you want, and I've talked to former players, and I've talked to many fans over over the years that I've covered BYU, and it's always been the same conversation. They want to be the man. They want to be a player in college football, but does the church want the same thing? You know, I worked at KSL for 13 years, and it was always a topic of conversation. I did 10 years of BYU football on KSL television. Same questions were always there. Who are we? What direction do we go? And look, the generation of 84 is, 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 is old and gone. Well, hopefully still around, but they still tell their kids about Bosco. They tell their kids about Lake Hemuli. That's when I started was the year after in 85. And there was no better team in the West than what Lavelle Edwards did. He was a pass-happy with Norm Chow and company, and they could not be stopped. And Detmer continued the onslaught. And what game did everyone want? It was a San Diego State game with BYU because it was always 55-53 and 1,000 yards of offense. 
those days are gone. So my point is, find answers and then go that direction. And then at least you tell the fan base who you are. Mm -hmm. And they can decide for themselves if they want to come along for this ride or say, nope, I'm moving on to something else. Because Lavelle Edwards Stadium is 60,000 plus. And this loss to Utah, despite, again, nine in a row, hurts enough. But it also staggers the beginning of your season with Tennessee to come, Washington to come. And, and, and by the time you get out of the blocks, you have nothing else to look forward to. The one comment you guys discussed was getting back into a conference. At least it gives you the ability to start the season with the no-namers. K-State, by the way, just won 30-3. to Fourteen over the weekend against Nichols, all right, and that's and you were talking about Boise State. That's how you get confidence and you get the fan base riled up. You, you don't go back and really say, ah, you know, that was Murray or Murray State or Nichols or Nichols Nichols State or South Dakota. I mean, you've got to get wins to continue to put butts in the stands and to generate interest. Once September rolls around, either you're one and three. Or you're 0 and 4, and then what do you do? So I, I just think it's time for a change and a serious sit down with multiple facets of the of the program to decide for the fan base who they are, and then let them know. Those decisions are made at a high level, Bowler. But know can't that. but can't the Rondos, who I I know from my days of calling games, and I have much respect for Val. To put those two and others, and, and, and even if Glenn Tuckett wants to be involved, and others, and former players who, who want their voices to be heard, they paid the price, by the way. Yeah, they hopefully got through their education. But I think there's a lot of, of, of former players that I run across that have also backed away from BYU mm-hmm. and their athletic dep- department in football to say, look, we want to have the pride back in this program. They have the facilities, and you know that, both of you. I mean, that's that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. about as good as you can get in college football. So when it comes down to recruiting players, then I, I think you walk in as an 18-year-old and go, oh, Taj Mahal, that weight room is as good as it gets. It beats Nebraska, and I've been there. And so the bottom line is they've got to be on the same page. And I think the fans are at a point in time that they need to know who they are, because you brought that up, Gordo, and, and you guys discussed it. And I've, I feel the same way for years. And if, if it is what it is, then, so, then call it out that way. And if you want to stay independent, then roll the dice, and hopefully ESPN stays aboard and some cash comes through. And if you play 500 ball, then that's what Kalani Sataki and the rest of that staff is. That's just the way it should be. But if you want to change it, then you have to make the major commitment to be so, to do so, to return to a chance to play uh, in, in a major bowl game that puts your face or your school even on a higher level. And, Gordo, you said something I find it interesting. I always knew BYU has always been in the news. They, and, and, again, that, that why on the helmet brings a lot of attention to the school but also to the church. And I saw that when I called games for 10 years, everywhere we went. And that's the beauty of what BYU is. But – is it a tool for the church, or do the fans understand? They, they have to understand that. And I keep going back to this. I think the fans need to know what the next step will be and who they are to define that football team. 
And there's nothing wrong with being a lesser program if no. that's what you choose to do. If that's what you choose to do. But you know what? The buildup to Zach and the season and the fact they were going to hopefully knock off the 14th, 15th ranked Utes, and now all of a sudden you're faced with Tennessee on the road. Tennessee's down. They lost their opener. That's an incredible place to go. If you haven't been back to the SEC, I've called many games there. It's a beautiful place and a great trip. And then you you know look at the rest of September. Uh, it's it's a challenge, and a lot of teams owe pad. Remember, pad their campaign, their season in the first three weeks against lesser teams. They come in for money. Utah State used to do that all the time mm-hmm. and get their heads beat in for a five hundred thousand dollar payday, but it kept their program alive. And so, what's BYU going to do? Do they want to pay teams to come in so they can win? But the problem with independence, you have no place else to go because the rest of teams are playing their conference schedule in October and November and they can't step outside of it unless it is a Notre Dame unless it is an Army or Navy and BYU they don't want to get into that situation they don't want to maybe chance losing as they make a run to a conference championship so it's a difficult place to be but I think it's time just to sit it down with all parties involved and I don't know what fans think about it I think the fans want to know. Maybe I'm wrong. Honk your horn out there, man. Call in. But I think, or tweet, uh, I think they want to know who they are. Am I, I wrong? I no, I, I think you're right on the money because when I asked Gordon that in, in that segment, well, what is their number one goal? What are they trying to accomplish? Which I, I don't know what the answer is with independence, to be honest. But if it is exposure, like Gordon said, which I think it very well could be, how do you have to be independent to have that exposure? And then you're prioritizing somebody that's not even familiar with BYU over your own fans. I mean, I don't understand how fans get on board with exposure because you're 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 playing football for somebody living in Tallahassee that doesn't isn't familiar with the church. I mean, that doesn't feel like very. If I were a sports fan, that would not satisfy me. But well, I think what the program is counting on is what is feeding on is things like BYU, you mentioned Ty Detmer, the win over Miami. Yeah. You know, that. Yeah. that I mean, people still talk about to that to this day. Bowler, were you at that game? I was at that game. Yeah, I was at that you game. You know? Uh, and I remember it, and it was very memorable. But right now, BYU, every once in a while, gets a win like that, but not consistently. And even when they do, it doesn't have that kind of impact. Nowhere close. Because they were playing the defending national champion. You know, the other problem, too, is every game is televised now, whether it's uh, the Deuce, uh, the Three, the Plus, uh, ABC, all the above. Even Facebook. Facebook. And that's uh, Facebook's going to, and YouTube's going to play a big factor coming up on new contracts, by the way, in college and NFL and probably the NBA. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where a lot of these broadcasts are going to land. And, uh, you know, fans will have to most likely pay for it. Free television is basically slowly just the leaves are falling off the tree, just the way it is. And, you know, I think the other part, and maybe this is a crazy thought too, maybe in that group of people I add one or two fans who are who are knowledgeable in what, you know, I know fans, fandemonium, fanatics, but the fans' voice may need, may need to be heard here as well in this group. Uh, that I'm speaking of, uh, just so they have the message and they can deliver that message uh, to the to their fan base. It's a it's a big fan base. Everywhere we went when when BYU played, uh, you know, people came out just to see BYU. Not only because it was BYU or their LDS, even the non LDS fan came out to watch BYU play because it was so exciting. A football style. Lavelle changed things. Norm Chow changed things, and those quarterbacks changed things. 
They wanted to see those guys throw the ball 45 times a night. And that, that, that style of play is no longer. Hmm. All right. it, it's up in Pullman. It is up, it's up with Mike Leach. Yep. Yeah, it's gone away from BYU. The quarterback factory that once was, Jake, gone. Sometimes it's linebacker you or it's tight end you sometimes or, or defensive you know, line you. The quarterback factory, that's been gone for a long time. I want to remind you, if you want better health and to feel better, check out Restore Hyper Wellness and Cryotherapy and ask about the Zone Listener Specials on cryotherapy, IV drips, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, and much more. Visit Restore.com for more details. More with Bowler coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. If you have a campfire, put it out. A campfire is not fully properly out until you can put your hand down in the coals. Mm -hmm. Please be more responsible. Will you go tailgating? They'll actually have the bins for coal. I accidentally one time at a San Francisco Giants game would put the coals and I put them in that bin. Had styrofoam over my shoulder in a conversation, threw them in there. Into the hot bin? You're no. the problem. Now everything turned out okay. Yeah, now burn down San Francisco all no, you want. No, but no. leave my mountains alone. Black smoke is just billowing. I was like, that, that was my bad. You napalmed the San Francisco Giants <laughs> tailgate. Lot C. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack, handing out, hanging out with us. Want to remind you to join Tony and Austin at Fan X Salt Lake Comic Convention this Friday from 10 to noon at the Salt Ballast Convention Center downtown, 100 Southwest Temple. Get 15% off when you buy tickets now at fanxsaltlake.com using promo code Miller15. You seem like a, a Fan X type of dude, Bowler. You go down there and mingle with the superheroes. That seems yeah. like something you'd be into. Yeah, Batman, Superman. Uh, who else is down there? Iron Man. A little bit of everybody. Who's the rock guy? The guy that's made out of rocks. Oh, oh, oh! Who is that? Austin, movie guy. The you? Yeah, he's, they're he's, in the Fantastic something or other. Yeah, Fantastic he's made, five he made out of rock. Oh, uh, the Rock Monster. He retired last <laughs> week. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> hanging about Rock Monster. How about that? We had Brad on our our air. Terrific There's individual. A, a legend, man. Great guy and terrific uh, with the pen. Is terrific with the pen. That is true. Basically, basically I should say with the the keys of the computer. Now, that's more hip. Right, Gordo? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Gordon seems distracted. What are you doing over there? Are you looking Sorry. at dirty pictures or something? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Gordo, come Gordo, on. What's going on? I thought you got rid of those, those subscriptions. Uh, come on. No problem. Uh, no, uh, I repeat Calvin the Bold. He says, uh, I have three thoughts on Bowler's take, which I will describe in the most Twitter way I can think of. One, preach. Two, facts. Three, 100, 100, 100 underscored. Agreeing with you on BYU football. Well, one, but there's others who I'm sure would like or do disagree. I just think it's a concept that ought to be looked into. Rob says, if you think about it, the BYU brand is exposure. Look how many resources are put behind the missionary program. Really stressing the importance of non-church members. Very similar to the football program times ESPN thinking. Hmm. I think the, if exposure is what they're looking for, 
wins are a quicker way to get there than independence, I think. Uh, wins would help, but winning, you have to have the athlete to win. Well, that's what the program was built on with uh, under Lavelle Edwards. But I still see Beating say- teams that really weren't. I mean, lesser competition, yeah. and then taking advantage of an occasional win against. And a the exposure opponent. came during bowl season. Uh, I remember well, you know, the old Freedom Bowl, uh, the old uh, Poulon Weed Whacker Bowl, or whatever it was down in. Uh, but Lavelle had a bowl record of seven fourteen and one. I think they were still there. Yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's it's going to that decision. This decision will be made just about a block and a half from here. If it ever will be discussed or made, right? I, I, yeah, because it would have to go up the up the power chain. Uh, Case says Tom Tom Holly will never join a conference because he will have to admit he was wrong. Ooh, homo. I, I, that, I think there's it, some pride there, but if that's part of the reason, you gotta get you gotta get over. You that. gotta get rid of the pride. You gotta, get you gotta do that. what's best for the fan base, the school, and obviously the church. Right. And so, you know, I understand the exposure. It's this is conversation can go on for hours and hours and hours because there are so many layers to it. And you know, I, I just found it interesting. It was easy when I call games because BYU was the bomb in the West. I mean, they they did things big. They played big. They had players that could make big plays. I'm not saying they don't have that, but the system just isn't what it was. And look, the the, the schools they play aren't what who BYU and Lavelle played. Times change. The other question is, do you change with the times? And I think Tom at the time thought that the ESPN contract would be the exposure button and also brought in cash. But again, a lot of things wear itself out when winning doesn't occur. And when wins don't happen, 18-year-olds don't look to that school. That's just the way it is, unless they're LDS and the, and the mom and the, or the dad directs them there. Uh, Now there are so many good options for those uh, LDS players to go elsewhere, Utah being among them, but other places as well. Well, Utah is going to snag a few. Yeah. You know, other Pac-12 schools do the same. Oregon, Washington, Stanford. Stanford, a bunch. Yeah. We talked to David Shaw about that every Pac-12 media day. Uh He loves missionaries, loves them. They come back mature. They come back coachable. He may have to whip them into shape a little bit, but he loves missionaries. But think about it: when you're 18 and you come back at 20 now, right? Because you can you don't have you can leave immediately out of co- right. out of high school. Uh, you, you become a man. You know the the baby fat. You know, and the weight room, and and you're right about coachability. You you know you just seem to have a different mindset, and your body's you've actually matured into your body. And so, yeah, I can see why the missionary – and BYU, I remember, too, this, guys, everywhere when, when I called games, every coach that I talked to said, this isn't fair. Why not? Well, I've got 19-year-old O-linemen playing against 24-year-olds with two kids at home. Nobody really complains about that much in the years of BYU isn't as good. Oh, you still hear it, though. Yeah. And and Tony Parks actually always says this. Well, why didn't you recruit some of them? <laughs> yeah, you know, true. why don't you recruit some of but your But it was own? funny, you know, when you heard those the old days. I mean, it was like, I don't understand. I can I can't beat these guys. They they're men among my young recruiting sophomores. Most of those people have no clue what it's like to go on an LDS church mission. I mean, these guys are, you know, in the jungles of uh, Panama 
and uh, most lose weight, right? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of some of them lose the Interest. desire to play football. Yeah, they anymore. do. I I think there are some advantages to having missionaries, though having older players like you're talking about uh, talking about Bowler. But most coaches, for one, don't have the job security to recruit those guys. Which great point. Which I I do think is absolutely a factor. But all schools have their advantages and disadvantages. You know, Alabama is right in the middle of the prime recruiting ground for college football in the entire country. They're right smack in the middle of Florida and Texas and Georgia where all these players are But remember, Bama had some struggles, and Mm -hmm. it took time for a coach to come in and and resurrect it. Texas is the same way. Uh, Unless you win, then those players will tend to look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to your original discussion, is, is, is exposure... Oh, it sounds cool. Mom and Dad can watch me on ESPN, but and all I still think winning becomes really the the true factor, and it also saves coaches' jobs. Yep, and it also uh, brings in some eyes from you know other states to say, hey, I like what they're doing here and there, and the system they run. So all of it you know comes into play, but I still think a summit, as you said, Gordo, is in need right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the church is deaf on those. They don't want to even have, you know, they've got other other worries than just a football team. But for fans who have followed this this team for so long, and from what you and I have heard because we're in this business of sport, is they want to resurrect what was. And I'm not sure if that can be done in college football today as it's designed and where BYU is at. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bullerjack in the house, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler Jack hanging out with us. Bowler uh, as he comes in every single Tuesday. Been a lot of fun talking a little basketball, talking a little football, keeping an eye on the the international scene. Let me ask you this, Bowler. Is is this FIBA, of course, this FIBA World Cup is going to be more interesting to us because Donovan's playing, right? And Joe and, and uh, Rudy as well. But do you like it that they're not just – rolling every team by 30 or 40 and that it's actually a competition because i do i think that's where some of the the question marks and controversy about this team uh kind of begins or or grabs its fuel but what do you expect again this team is like the second unit of youth of the league right it's about the young stars and that's maybe the the fun part about it is how do they handle the pressure of international play and the spotlight that goes with it uh, they're going to play some uh, experienced guys who are in the NBA who've been on, you know, international play many multiple games, multiple years, and Ingles is one of them. Uh, so I only think you get better with experience. I think that's the bottom line. Look at your lives. Look at on radio. Look at the reps you take. Look at the weight room. Whatever you do, you get better with experience. And I think Donovan will get there. Uh, and maybe this team gets even better as as the uh, the competition continues on. It's good to be in tight situations. It's good. It's good to be tested. It's good to be scared. It's good to come up and say, hey, little luck last night against Turkey. They missed four free ones. We're lucky. But now you have to learn from it. And hopefully that's, that's what you'll see Donovan do and the rest of this team. What do you guys think about the fact that players like, uh, like Donovan and, and Joe and Rudy – could play what they're doing now in the World Cup, then they have their NBA season, then they have a playoff season, then next year they have the Olympics. 
And then they turn around and there's another NBA season right off of that. Well, LeBron did it. Kobe did it. Dwayne Wade did it. Malone Stockton did it. I mean, it, it's the test of tests, right? Endurance, I guess. And, a you lot hope, of basketball. and you hope, you hope in this day and age that you know your health and youth will be on your side, right? Because a lot of guys have backed away from it yep. because they know, they know the rigors. And I guess it's a, it's a. You think about it too. Not only is it physically uh, taxing, but mentally, it has to do the same thing to you. Keep your body healthy, and the pressures of the franchises probably look. The Jazz say they're excited. I think for Donovan, yeah. Uh, Joe's going on 32. Rudy, he's such a centerpiece and a guy that, to me, sometimes it scares me when he leaves his feet because of, of what, what's happened to him in the past. But at the same time, you can't hold back, right? But Aaron Rodgers hasn't played in the preseason. Let's see how that works out for Green Bay. Yep. All right, I want to say a big thanks to J.B. Long of the Pac-12 Networks who joined the show. I want to th- say thanks to Bowler. We love it when you come in, thanks, Bowler. Guys. It's Good to always see you. a highlight of the week. You're the man. Uh, thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. Uh, you can download all of our podcasts each hour, our interviews. You can get that at 1280thezone.com as well as search The Big Show in your favorite podcast catcher. Please subscribe. Gordon, thank you, buddy. Thank you, Jake, and thanks to all our listeners. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.